that the criticism when Destiny 1 came out was that, hey, if you're going to do lore, put the lore in the game. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode from the Brotherhood of Gamers. I'm half your host, I'm here again, with the two best co-hosts on the planet, Jinx. What's happening, sir? Hey man, how you doing? Doing well, more? Chime in. Good evening. It is, it is a good evening. It's great to be back, we took a little bit of a hiatus after, uh, right after Christmas, and you know, we're getting into February, and it's time to get back into the the throw of it and start making some more uh, more episodes and releasing content every Monday like the original plan was. Sounds good. So let's kick something off. We've all, well, it sounds like we've all attempted to play it. I've been very unsuccessful, but the Anthem demo came out uh, last week for the VIPs and now it's just an open demo this week uh, or weekend rather. And uh, game releases here in just three short weeks. Have more? Have you played this weekend's demo? I guess is my question. Just uh, and I, I launched <coughs> I launched into a couple or a quick game before I came over to Blackout. Um, I liked it. I didn't get too far into it. I just wanted to make sure it launched. I'll make sure it worked, and I wanted to check it out. I was probably in it for like ten minutes. Did you load anything? Like, did you just go to um, the the quote unquote tower, or did no, you actually load pad. a mission afterwards? Oh yeah, I loaded into Tartarus. Tartarus is that how you say it? And then sure. gone gone to the mission and kind of just explored the world, want to see if it functioned, um, see what the graphics looked like, and see how it took. And then I jumped over to Blackout. I didn't really do much in the suit. I didn't really do much. I know there's a portion where you, um, like, Titans come in, and I'm assuming you get into a fight with them. I didn't get that far. Hmm. Well, I didn't play this week. I only played, well, and that's relative. I, I only attempted to play last week. And, and um, I mean, it sounds like, though, that they made a lot of improvements between the first week and then this weekend because the first weekend, it was, for me anyways, I would get stuck at the title screen. Eventually, I got past it and could get into the Tatars or whatever the tower's called. But uh, I got stuck at the, after that, I'd get stuck in the endless loading screen trying to load an expedition Mm -hmm. or even explore the free world. So I haven't been in this week. I knew more has. Jinx, you only played last week, right? Yeah, I only played last week, and I wasn't impressed. I, it looks good, but I thought it was dull. I was bored. So and you got, got past the endless loading times. screen. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have that issue. I had it once, and then it booted me out mid-game when I was in the middle of a mission, and I'm like, "Oh, well, that's that's great." So those little hiccups they don't usually bother me so much. I just found the gameplay dull. I didn't think it was that great. I didn't think it was that awesome. I'm like, I'm walking around in a mech suit. The flying's kind of cool. It's kind of neat. 
but um, it just it just wasn't tickling my fancy. It just wasn't this that because, next experience that I was looking for. This is because you have a uncandid love for Destiny, and so nothing equals Destiny in your opinion. No, I'm also a big Halo fan. Don't forget that. I, I, you know, I love Halo. I play a lot of Halo. Have played a lot of Halo. <laughs> Haven't played it in a little while, but uh, don't forget that. Yeah, I'll, I'll load into Halo Five right now. We'll go play some uh, action sack. <laughs> oh gosh. I know it's your favorite. We'll get on the mongoose soon. Yeah, I'm not a, not uh, a fan of action sack. Only thing I would add about uh, Anthem is they uh, explicitly told us that the demo is six weeks of production behind where they're actually currently at. So what they're seeing this week, they're, they're literally missing... From now until launch date, there will be nine weeks of additional changes made that we didn't get to see this weekend if you played. So I, I still think there's hope for it, but time will tell. Um... I pre-ordered it, so I guess I'll I guess I'll play it. Yeah, well, I'm taking a big wait and see approach on the whole thing. I'm gonna let it come out, and then uh, I might buy it later that week. But yeah, and hopefully the nine weeks of improvements or updates rather makes the game. I, I haven't really experienced it yet, so I I don't know. I guess I'm still really going in blind. I've been to the the tower. I played with finger paints on my my uh mech suit that's all i really got to do i'm going in full bore i got it pre-ordered just like you you know once i get home that digital copy is ready to play i'm ready to go i'm with you i'll I'll be there i mean i'll be i'll be in the throes of it with you hopefully it uh hits the spot hopefully it hits the spot better than what we're going to talk about next and that is the <laughs> I don't even know how to say it, but the freaking current state of Destiny 2. <clears throat> Forsaken was good. I agree that there's a lot of people in the community out there that are saying Forsaken is better than Taken King. That's a hard sell for me. I really enjoyed Forsaken, but Taken King, I don't And I, I'm one of those believers that think Destiny 1 was better than Destiny 2, so, so naturally... I'm uh, naturally I'm saying that everything in Destiny One is way better than anything in Destiny Two, but so I'm I'm very biased. But I did enjoy Forsaken. Uh, last time we talked, we discussed the forges that had come out as part of Black Armory. Um, we haven't recorded since uh, the Bergusia Forge came out, and uh, the crap fest that uh, brought to Destiny Two. <laughs> Jinx, you yeah, and I, a uh, misstep. right? You and I were home that day, that it, it dropped. We weren't at work, and we got in immediately. And uh, <laughs> Jinx, why don't you why don't you give us a little bit of a rundown on how that went down? Uh, so yeah, we spent quite a little while trying to uh, watch streamers and uh, figure out the puzzle with them, which was cool. I wanted to take part of that, but it was obvious that we were missing something and we couldn't solve the darn the darn puzzle. So, um, which was unfortunate. And I'm not going to say Destiny's perfect. Destiny's far from perfect. 
But uh, I am going to disagree, uh, uh, agree to disagree with you on the state of Destiny. I actually think Destiny's in a good spot. Um, I enjoy it. Um, but I'm one of those devoted fans, and so I will be very, very biased when it comes to that, and I make, uh, make my position very well known. Um, but yeah, the Bergersia uh, Forge thing was, uh, yeah, it was just, this wasn't fun. Yeah, my like they made two Bungie made or whoever was making these calls made two uh critical errors in my opinion. Number one, they released this forge. They that's the problem. They didn't even release the forge. They released this Easter egg, if you will, or this this puzzle room in order to unlock the forge. And uh around step 5 or 6, like the the streamers were out there, they were they were just chugging along. They hit like step six, part six of the riddle, and they couldn't figure it out. Well, at like the 20-some hour mark, one of the Bungie um, developers tweeted, you know, something like some cryptic message. It was like super easy to figure out that that they were overthinking the step. Said something about trees and forest, um, and boom, they solved step six. French forest, and, yeah. Yeah, something, I don't remember exactly it up again but yes yeah, something to do with the forest which sparked them to shoot tree they shot tree boom unlocked that step then they got to step seven stewed on that one for several hours and at this point bungie was like oh yeah thanks for stewing on it uh we're just gonna now say forget that we're just gonna unlock the forge we're just gonna unlock it so everyone can go play in it now because we realize we made a mistake like the first step the first problem for me was they made it this time-gated experience, if you will. Like, it was only unlockable for everyone to play. Well, I'm keyed up on time. Yeah, a subset of full-time paid gamers are beating this because they have the time, energy, resources to do so. And I sat there and watched them because, I mean, we couldn't do it, clearly. And so that was a, that was a bummer because I had the day off. I was excited to do the Forge and, and couldn't. Day two... I was more, I was into the fact that man these streamers are doing good they're just chugging along they're almost done I can't wait for them to see it and Bungie just pulls the rug out from under them and says yeah we're just gonna unlock it. They were getting a lot I'm, of backlash. I, I I can't say that I could blame them. Sorry. Go ahead, more. No 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 no. It's okay. It's the same thing that you're saying. My biggest complaint and it was from the moment this happened was basically in a hint that they dropped. That this whole little puddle and riddle was for professional gamers, for streamers. Go watch the streaming community solve this puzzle so you can play your game. That's garbage. I don't agree with that one bit that the average person isn't going to be able to even come close to figuring this out. We have to rely on a whole 1% of the community playing the game to solve this so I can play the content. So the fact that, you know, after 48-ish hours closing in on it that they never solved it, I'm glad. I'm glad they got that out of the way so I could go play the game. <laughs> right. right. I, think, I think that is, if, if you want to look like glass half full, and I could do that, I definitely think that, that that thought process is genius in the fact that, hey, the community wants to play the game. We are essentially eliminating them, or we're not affording them the opportunity to play the game. Because we're only you know, allowing, and they said the best of the best unlock this forge, and so I I do get it, and I do I was happy that I got to go do the forge, and you know get the final gun, get the mysterious box, 
yada 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 um but there's still part of me that's like we were close clear and this is this is my thoughts before we found out that there was a missing component to the whole stupid thing so it would have never been completed because they didn't send it with all of the stuff it needed uh which i didn't know at the time and so this opinion i have was pre that and that was why did you rip the rug out from these guys who almost had it figured out I mean, the community was so jazzed that we were so close to opening it, but you guys were like, never mind, 2 o'clock, it's just open. Uh, it was kind of, I, but I mean, rightfully so, like, more, I, more Jinx, one of you two, you mentioned it. Two of the biggest streamers out there weren't even playing the game. King uh, King Gathalion, nope. he wasn't even in the, he was playing Sea of Thieves. And yep. uh, what was the other one's name? I don't remember his name now. Uh... Dang it. It, doesn't, um, it doesn't even matter, but he, he was, was letting he, somebody else. He had a special. He guest said he on was done. Stream. Right, he said he was done. Like he, when he quit that night at midnight of the release or whatever, he was like, "I'm not going back. This is stupid." And so, like, yeah. it's pretty bad when your community, and or not your community, but your your streamers who are you know essentially making free advertising for you, like, are saying, "Man, this sucks so bad. I don't want to play it." So that's kind of kind of backfired, I think, at the same time. Yeah, it put the developer kind of in a weird spot. Um, I thought they did I thought they did a good thing by saying, hey, we made a mistake. Let's not do that again. <laughs> and just opened it up. I understand where you're coming from, though, when you say, hey, you pulled the rug out from under them because people would have eventually solved it. And that's what they were looking forward to. But I, I think there were some people so frustrated with it I know I was, I was like, oh gosh, this is just annoying. And we were looking through all sorts of lore and uh, I was writing down notes and was really involved. So yeah, you didn't, you even, didn't you even go buy a pocket protector? <laughs> was it you know, T-Rex or was it Ninji? It might've been uh, <laughs> T-Rex. No, T-Rex, T-Rex. He played it, dude. He was like, he was legit. Yeah, he, he was, was like stuck the, around. There was, <coughs> man, I got the cough still. He was the number two watched streamer on day two. I don't remember the number one guy, but yeah, T Rex still came in there, and he was still hitting it pretty hard. I don't remember the guy who didn't uh, watch it. It might have been, it might have been Ninji. No, it wasn't I him. Pulled... It was a more, it was a more prominent name who also does a lot of YouTube videos. I just don't remember his name. Okay, I don't remember. I thought it started with I thought it started with a C, but I don't know. I could be wrong. But even so, we got we got that forge completed. We got the gun. What gun was it that we were getting? Was there a specific gun? The for sniper is Nagi's burden. Oh right, because the, yeah, that's right. It gave us the key, the final key that we needed for um the mysterious box, which then unlocked steps towards the Izanagi's burden and jinx we actually haven't even been in and completed it because we were kind of waiting on more which seems like a a never-ending wait but we i think we're on the final step i thought you had the gun you told me you had the gun no no sorry i didn't have have the gun we're waiting to do the pyramidian strike which i believe is the last step to getting the gun we should do it because you need to do um I think you needed to do the Shattered Throne more. Is that what it was? 
I haven't played, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember. You'd have to get on and look at some point. But but so then, yeah, Izanagi's Burden. And then I think what popped up was uh, a data pad with... Um, yeah, the mysterious data pad with the riddle. Yeah, the riddle. Mm-hmm. And I actually think that riddle is back into that... Uh, um, uh, what's the name of the labs now? I can't remember. Niobe Labs. Niobe Labs. That area. Yeah, I think that riddle is solved with Izanagi's Burden in Niobe Labs. You are correct. That is how you're supposed to do it. Well, see okay. it be- so I'm assuming it's been solved? I, I haven't been well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm certain it is. I don't know what comes of yeah. it. I should, I should go look it up so I know. But yeah, I think we could been... do it. I think I could do it from memory uh, with the hints that they gave. It's it's seems to be a little more clear cut than than the uh, Niobabs uh, mystery. So. Be nice. That's cool. <laughs> but that's a. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jinx, because you're definitely playing a lot more Destiny than I am currently. But that is the end of Black Army, really. I mean, if you've gotten... <coughs> I mean, I'm going to have to get a drink of water. If you are if you have all the guns and you've got them rolled, uh, you know, the way you want it, the Black Armory update's really over. I mean, there was just the release of the uh, the duel. or called, the word. Uh, oh, right, the last word. The duel quest, I think, is actually what the quest line is called. But, and I think that's being considered as part of the Black Armory, you know, content, but. Well, yeah, I mean, they've got some, they've got the exotic weapons that you can collect, you know, like Yultan and, and, uh, um, Le Monarch and all that, but really it's just but a, that's, it's a way to yeah, feed right, that's, that. Yeah, good point. Yeah, those Forge exotics, which are, uh, are in, I believe they're RNG based. I don't know of any other way to get them. You know, the funny thing is, I actually had Le Monarch drop uh, again, second time. Uh, nice. First Forge I did this last week. So I think it's dro- they're dropping a little more frequently. I would like to get Yultan, mm. but uh, Yultan, whatever. Yeah, I don't but, know how to that. It's, uh, right, so, so yeah, Jinx, you and I just did the... Yeah, it's a one-shot. I don't even know what it is. Is it supposed to be a fusion rifle? Yeah, it's like a fusion mm. rifle with a tracking rocket. It's weird. It's kind of a, weird, a mix between, you know, a rocket launcher and a fusion rifle. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty deadly. I've died. I've died at the hand of that a few times. Um, but then, uh, yeah, so we saw the last word. Yeah. And more. You haven't done it, so I'll try not to spoil it, but. I don't um, care. You've already you've already talked about it a handful of times. <laughs> He's throwing the towel because <laughs> because I really really wanted to talk about it. Uh, I'm not I throwing think, the towel. It's just uh, I'm buying my time. I think that everything up into the last mission to get the last word was pretty lame. Like it was just go kill things or just go do this. And Jinx, you and I were talking about how I think if you're going to have a step-by-step process in order to obtain this this gun, the last word in this case, like I feel like the steps up leading up to it should be pertinent to what you're getting. Like there was no rhyme or reason to why I needed to go kill 50 Hive with a solar weapon. Hmm. So I can get the last word hand cannon. Uh, there was just no rhyme or reason to the steps. Although this is where this goes. 
the mission at the end was incredible. I, I I'm like still applauding Bungie for that mission. Like it was good. It, I mean, it was it was short, but it was sweet. Short and sweet, I guess is a good way to put it. What did you think of it, Jinx? I loved it. I thought it was fine. I don't mind the grindy, uh, the the grindy steps before the the last mission. Um, I don't mind it. Uh, for 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 me, it's I'm not horrible at Crucible, so the people that really struggled with it were people that have a hard time getting a positive KD. Um, those people were really having a hard time in Dreadnet. Um, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't mind it. Um, yeah, it's probably a little more grind than I would care for. I don't want to do 15 lost sectors. Gosh, you know, a couple would have been fine. Um, you know, yeah, I agree there. But I, it, it doesn't make any sense to, to just do something 15 times just to do it. Well, I that is, that is the one thing about Destiny that sometimes to me just doesn't make sense. Um, but, you know, Bungie's always kind of iterated on their their level design and their gameplay uh they did it with halo you'd go one way through a level and then a little while later you'd go backwards through the level and so i think it's that kind of repeatability that that um that is kind of consistent a little bit with their game design so i kind of expect it at this point yeah and i don't i'm not i don't mind grinding I just wish it was a little more pertinent to that. Because there was zero... I mean, the last word is a hand cannon, for those of you who don't know. But there were zero hand cannon-specific steps you had to do. Which doesn't make... Like, if you're doing... The, for instance, let's talk about the legendary Luna's House quest. Um, most uh, every step is involved with a hand cannon. Hand cannon precision kills. Hand cannon kills. You had to do it in comp. I mean, I'm on the last step now, and I'm getting my comp rate rank up to unlock Lunas Howl, but that's the only step that doesn't require use of hand cannons in it. And ultimately, I'm trying to unlock a hand cannon. So I don't mind that because it was all relative to the gun I'm going to get. I, that's just my take on it. I don't know that that's everyone's favorite thing, but i just like to see a little mm. more relativity, and I won't mind the grind. That's, that's almost like having to go reference French language isn't in the game that you and I argue about. <laughs> Non-relevant content material. Well, I'm pretty sure yeah, you I... were referencing uh, the fact that people had to to go to Google to figure out some of these clues in the game of Destiny. Don't matter where you had to go. The fact that the French language scenario has never been presented in the game before means it shouldn't be there now. Wasn't relevant. Or so here's in a space environment that <laughs> everyone can communicate to each other at all times, but now all of a sudden we're like, let's let's look up a language that no one has ever spoke before, but you should know how to do now. So here's here's the dilemma with more and me. Uh, if you if you've been keeping up with the forges and the black armor, you'll realize you will know probably that the black armory and specifically Niobe Labs and the Bergusia Forge, were created uh, by three different families, and each of these families had a different background. There was like Nordic, Japan, and uh, the French families. Anyways, in one of the spots, uh, some of the, like, the hieroglyphs on the wall, I believe someone said they were Nordic glyphs, and that's how you could uh, look at like, the Nordic alphabet, and you could solve those puzzles on the wall. But in one of the things, 
there was stuff in French writing. And uh, in order to know that, you'd have to translate the French into something so you could actually see it, so that would require the use of Google. Uh, my thought is it makes sense because the lore of the Niobe Labs was built a long time ago by these three families, and uh, that's why we saw Nordic and we saw French. I don't know where the Japan comes in. I don't think we... The Japan were all the symbols, maybe. I don't know, the pagoda. Um, but for me, it makes sense because there was a French family. They built this lab, so in order to open the door, there was some French writing. So for me, I can make the connection between the French family made a long time ago. There's some French writing on the wall. Granted, do you need to go use Google? That's pretty lame that you have to like go from your game, go to your computer, look up Google. I can agree with you. Moore's thought is, and more, you, you chime in anytime you're ready. Moore's thought is um, that we live in this awesome galaxy so far advanced from where we're currently at that these people communicated using the same language. Um, so why on earth did they use their uh, home language when they wrote on the walls? That's kind of a fair opinion. I mean, we have all these different races, mm. aliens. I mean, Zer. What, you want to reference Zer? Zer is a prime example, I... in my opinion. All these different intergalactical species. We're playing a, a fictional game that's across, you know, planetary environments. But now, all of a sudden, people are speaking French. It just didn't make sense to me. I, you, you don't have to agree with me. I just... I just didn't like it. Game content should be in the game. I shouldn't have to outsource and look for things. As simple as it is for Google, I get you. I just feel that I shouldn't have to do that. I I agree and disagree on that point a little bit. I do not like using outside sources. I think if you're going to put a puzzle in a game, you should provide the player with the tools necessary to solve the puzzle. Um, I do like that. The French thing though, and the, and the, or excuse me, the, the Nordic, the Nordic ruin language or whatever it was that they put in destiny that made a little bit of sense that, you know, lore, if you look at the lore of the, the black armory, you know, we're talking about pre collapse before the, you know, before the golden age age ended and, and whatnot. And so there were tons of difference, you know, language-speaking peoples around. That doesn't bother me so much. But I'm like, man, if you're going to put a puzzle like that in a game, give the player the tools. Let it be a secret. Let it be something that they find that they have to look for. That's great. I love that because then you tell them, hey, it's in there. You just got to find it. You don't even have to give them hints. Just tell them, hey, it's there. So uh, yeah, I agree with that. I could, I could be okay with... Yeah, I could be okay with that. Like so you're saying, for like for the Nordic specifically, the Nordic uh, symbols on the wall, that maybe you could go <coughs> across the uh, the whatever the galaxy, I guess, if you will, and you could find like pages for a book that would help you decode that in the game. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Anything. Okay. <laughs> I could I could see that. I I came into Destiny from a time where I played a lot of zombies um, in Call of Duty, and a lot of the zombies easter eggs involved me going somewhere else, and that's I think that's where this, uh, I don't care that I have to go to my computer to look up 
things in order to solve a puzzle came from. Not saying it's right or wrong, just that's I think that's why I don't mind it as much because I really enjoy doing it in zombies, and so when I see it somewhere else, it's just kind of a, a natural progression for me. Oh, still, I'm still on the fence with this. I'm still, I don't want to go somewhere else. Like, I wouldn't mind going on a on a scavenger hunt, for lack of better words here, like what Jinx was saying. But I don't want to go to Google to cross-reference French dialects to establish a new history. I, I mean, I, I would have thought that the criticism when Destiny 1 came out was that, hey, if you're going to do lore, put the lore in the game. I kind of think of it as the same thing. It's like, hey, if you're going to do puzzles, make sure you give the, the tools to solve the puzzle and put it in the game. Um, it's kind of the same thing. Why separate the player from from the hate game? The, hate the player. Why divide the their attention like that? It's true. I think that in Destiny One, and that was a big complaint. Is uh, that for me? It was like I I don't know that I'm as big a lore hunter as you are, Jinx. Um, but I did not like the fact that when I did things in game. In order to read all these unlocks, I'd have to like go to my phone or my computer, pull up Bungie's website, log in, go look at the lore or whatever, and then I could or whatever the website whatever the website was, but go onto my computer to read the lore that I just acquired in game. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. that that also came out too. I mean, it was one of the first big games that came out with uh, Xbox One. Right? Xbox One came out in two thousand thirteen, right? Yeah, November, and less than a year later yes. we have Destiny November coming out, and, and yeah, Destiny was huge, right? It was so hyped, and one of the, um, I recall one of the biggest like uh, selling points of Xbox was the new Xbox app and how you could use it as a companion and look at in-game stuff on your phone while you're gaming. So it was so it was so much more immersive. So I'm wondering if. Destiny was attempting to capitalize on that feature, but obviously no one liked it because they made changes and now all your lore is in-game. Right. Again, assuming, assuming of course, which is another another talking point, assuming, of course, you can find it all, which is not the case for all of those pages of the, the book four. That, what was that book called, More? Yeah, give me a minute. Keep Keep talking. Keep talking. I don't remember what it was called. I remember that some guy was talking about it on a Forbes article about how he just did the AFK farming in a forge and only ended yeah. up having one or two of the pages. And there's 13 pages. It was all RNG. Like, the only reason I got to see it was because I went to uh, the Ishtar Collective website, pulled up all the lore pages and read them all. And they were really good. I would have loved to have found them in-game, but I was not afforded that opportunity. No one, I don't think anyone really was. Yeah, like there that was, was a few that was a collective that probably. Yeah, it was just a collective, in my opinion, of people who were putting what they had together to, um, at least allow us to understand what was going on. Yeah. And Jinx, I know you were a big op- opponent to that too. You said you didn't like the the fact that RNG was determining, um, your lore. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not real fond of that. Um, I like being able to hunt for dead ghosts. I like stuff that's 
you know, little things that you find in a, in a dark corner or something. Um, but just doing stuff and getting random lore. I, I hate that. That's, that's it's called the black. Not okay. Well, yeah. And, and they're trying to artificially make you play longer, but to be fair for, for me, I love the game. I'm going to keep playing it. Don't, don't artificially try to extend my stay in it. I'm going to come to your game. If you do things fairly, and if you just if you give it to me for finding it or I meet certain requirements, like, hey, if you do this and this and you make those requirements very straightforward, I'm going to do it. I'm going to play. I've been saying what you're hinting at right there, Jinx, since like Destiny 2. Not, I'd be lying if I said first launch, but shortly after launch. You know, the, the puzzles we have to do now that have 37, I'm exaggerating 100%, but... You know, 10 steps to unlock something, or even farther, it keeps the player in the game, which, you know, derives from... I haven't played the game in two, three weeks, whatever, since since the new Forge launched. I haven't played since the, you know, the day, the, the, those two days. So numbers yeah. are down. Numbers are down. You know, you're, you're not, you're not averaging, you know, averaging the same, you know, people logging into the servers that you were before what was you know what's an option to put you know players back in the game well let's drop content let's drop content but let's make this content just extremely long and grind it so where if you want this you're going to spend how long was it for last word like 10 hours on launch day spend 10 yeah, I hours was, i think jinx and i spent like seven or eight hours acquiring it but yeah it was yeah. quite a long time. Yeah. Eight hours. Boy, I don't think it was quite that long, was it? Yeah. Well, I don't know. You probably took 17 bathroom breaks. <laughs> so that's True. what I think. I, mean, I think con- it's a way to keep content... keeping someone in the game. Yeah, content is the big... Uh... Content is the thing that the whole community will complain about. Just lack thereof. Um... I don't feel. I mean, I thought the Black Army was cool. Um, it had its moments, but I, I felt like it was lackluster in the content department. Like that, we just had four new forges and some new guns. Yeah. Underwhelming. Yeah. I, I right. So be... the main, the main story, you know, and then leaving it open ended with the way it ended um, with eight of one and. To be honest, I haven't even got there in my own game. I've only seen content on YouTube that shows these little cutscenes, but it leaves it open. It doesn't really tell a complete story, in my opinion. It's so it's like just a little brief sentence. It's like, oh, hey, there was this black armory, uh, and spoiler warning here, um, this black armory's here. Ada One's the the curator of of this black armory and you're going to open up four forges and uh well once you open them up um ada one decides that guardians aren't a bunch of jerks and uh you can keep getting weapons from her and that's pretty much the story that's it to me that's lackluster yeah more importantly you're focusing in on the forges the weeks of the forges the month for the forges I mean, I'm sitting over here waiting on when I'm going to get answers about what's going on in the Dreaming City. Going towards the season of the Drifter. How is this Dreaming City going to tie in to provide me content closure once we get to the season of the Drifter? 
I mean, is there is there a pre-described method or madness for this? I mean, are we ever going to find out what's going on with um, the potential of that resurrected ghost or the ghost that resurrected Aldrin? I mean, you drop hints. Are those hints like place markers? Like, we'll get back to you in six months after we finish doing what we're doing. We just wanted to give you a teaser, a preview, but we don't have the cat. You know, we don't have that built yet. We we wanted to tease you so we can figure out what we wanted to do. I I just don't. Yeah. I I can't rack my head around why do we have like three things going on at one time, forges, you know this this dreaming city thing that we've been working with for months. Now we're going into even you know another quest line with the last word leaving to the new you know thorn coming back, and then we're only a few short weeks away from the season of the drifter. When are we getting answers? Yeah, and you know, again, another spoiler warning. Uh, there have been hints that 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 curse cycle will end, um, at least in the main story. Um, the Aldrin Sob thing—that's that's an interesting thing to me. I'm I, I'm right there with you more. I I I'd rather them focus on telling that big story than some of this other side stuff. Um, that doesn't seem to be as important or even as complete. So um, even though it's not really, I guess it's really not complete, but complete it. That's the point. Complete something. Let me have a full mm-hmm. story arc. They did it with the, the main campaign with Gaul. That seemed to be, and then the raid was, you know, a little bit of flavoring after that with uh, the arrival of, uh, Oh, what's his face? Uh, the main bad guy in the raid. Oh gosh, why am I drawing a blank here? The last emperor. The big fat. The so, last. Yeah, the big fat guy. Gallus. Yeah. No, not Gallus. 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 Oh, here, combining. Yeah. Combining two different names. So I, they need to commit. They need to commit to storytelling in these games and don't artificially do the time gating or artificially string it out by time gating. That is, to me, it's just an insult. It's like, look, I'll play your game. I promise you. Tell me a complete story. And then, you know, if you want to do the grindy things at the end game, that's cool too. Yeah. I I will say... About your story, um, it's rumored, and it's it's Sunday, so Jinx, if we want to, and more, if you want to know, you can. I guess you can do it one of two ways. You can go do it, or you can just go look it up. But um, supposedly this week is Marasov's last week in the Dreaming City. She says her final goodbyes. I saw that clip on YouTube, actually. Uh, yeah, I watched it. Um, just because I didn't know if I was gonna make time to get on and do it, but so I wanted to know what it said. But um, what she said? <clears throat> well, she said a lot. the The biggest part um, that stuck out to me of what she said is she says, "Guardian, the next act is about to begin." Yeah. So clearly, she's she's telling us something, and she she talks about a friend. She said something to the effect to the effect of. Um, 
she dreamt of a friend that told her to choose a side even if it's the wrong side and I want to be that person's friend. Um, she goes, oh, so, yeah. then, she, then she said something to the effect of when there is too much darkness, light must cast it out. And when there's too much light, darkness must drown it out. Um, I don't know when I'll see you again, but I will see you again one day. And then she oh, disappears. It was a dr- she makes a direct reference to the stranger in Destiny 1. And um, so that that's an interesting thing more. That's I Those are the, some of the story beats that I think they're even time-gated. They're I think they're structured pretty well. It would have been nicer if they would have maybe strung it a little closer together instead of stringing it out so far. Um, they're really kind of playing well, gonna, this, this curse cycle in the Dreaming City for all it's worth, really. I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you one more, though. So, what does... Dreaming City, Mara Sov, you know, everything, all of that. How is this going to tie in? Is this just going to be a story once we get this, you know, allegedly potential answer here, maybe in a week or two? How does that lead into the season of the Drifter? Drifter, Is is this just going to be a, a jumble where we jump from one thing to the next? Or is there actually going to be a tie-in? Because I really don't think there's going to be a tie-in. I think it's just going to go from one thing to the next, kind of like how um, the Forges, in my opinion, didn't tie into anything. They just all of a sudden randomly showed up. What's the other name for Season of the Drifter? Um, Jinx? Season of the Drifter, as far as I know. No, they have their. Remember, they have their own little names, like. uh, Oh, right, um, right. Okay. like Black yeah, Armory, Penumbra, she... and something else. Right. Uh, Joker's I don't know. Wild. I think Pen... Joker's yeah, Wild. This, so this that's one's, what it's called. This one's Joker's Wild. The next one is Penumbra. That's Season of the Redacted. That's an interesting name, Joker's Wild, for, for this. Uh, you know, gambling terms. And Gambit being a bit of a gamble, you know. And the Drifter. It hints at his nature a little bit. He kind of gambles a little bit as a guardian. He's well, gambling in the darkness. That's going to tie in a lot with that, that hunter, though. Um, the... the... Oh, what hunter? I think it's going to tie in a lot to the hunters. There, what, what was that hunter called again, Jinx? One that made, like, Thorn and... Um, you oh, know, he was you're talking about the other Dredging Nor? Dredging yes. Nor and Shin Malfer so... and all that. So these are hunters, and then we're talking about being in Joker's wild time frame. You know, I, I hate to bring this, I hate to bring up Cade, but you know, Cade, Ace of Spades, a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of gambling references, like you said. So Ace of Spades, you know, Joker's wild. Maybe it draws in. Maybe during the season of the Drifter, we're gonna um, somehow incorporate the ending and the closing of the Dreaming City. We'll get to see the resurrection, and I do think that if... I, I know that there can potentially be a bad guardian, but I think the, the transition, which is kind of bittersweet in a sense, is Aldrin takes Cade's place in the Vanguard. Is, is I, I just think that that happens, and maybe this all will come, to for, um, come out in the season of the Drifter. 
And then that leads right into what's the next season after that called, Hef? Uh, season of the Redacted Penumbra. Redacted. So maybe maybe it's some type of um that's what I'm looking for here. It, oh, just let me just let me clear this up. It's just actually redacted. It's they're not telling us what it's not, actually called. Okay, okay. We're calling it's, it's about secrets. It's, it's, they're it's physically they're been not gonna redacted. tell us. They're not gonna tell not. us a lot of the stuff in it. We have to figure it out on our own. And so which is it could be if they do it well, it could be really, really cool where all these secrets are uncovered as we play and we have to you know, try very hard. They actually said that the the issues with the Niobe lab and that puzzle system is going to kind of feed into how they're going to design Penumbra when it comes out later this year. And so I hope, I would hope that they make the secrets fun and engaging and not, you know, impossibly abstract and hard to, to find. So we haven't talked about this yet. Surprisingly, I thought this was like going to be the first thing we even talked about because it's so huge. But I think it'll tie in perfectly here, and it's a good way to end this this episode. Um, and I'm the breakup. What you guys think? 100% the breakup. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So I'm I just thinking out loud. Thinking out loud here now because it jinx what you were saying sparked my interest. As they're making these things, like for those of you who don't know about the breakup. Um, get out of the the hole you live in because this is like huge uh bungie and activision have split they have divorced and bungie got destiny in the divorce um so so destiny (laughs) will now be just bungie's baby and bungie will be making it and developing it and publishing it um and it sounded like bungie was pretty excited for the move my question is to you guys um, we'll talk about your opinions in a minute, but my question is, do you think that with this breakup, has it already occurred? And if yes, will we start to begin to see what Bungie can do without Activision in the upcoming DLCs? You going first, Jinx? Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Um, I think there's going to be less content, though. I, Bungie's been known to to drag their feet when they're designing stuff. For good reasons, you know, and I, I say drag your feet. I don't mean it in a negative way. I, I, it has negative connotations when you say it like that. But they like to wait until something is done and something's ready um, because they've had instances in their past where stuff hasn't been ready. Halo 2 being a prime example, it was a great game, but it was not what they had envisioned originally. Um um, a few other, you know, instances, uh, Destiny 1 and how it was changed and all the speculation uh, from that on how Activision meddled and the investors were unhappy with things and and that they're the ones that actually kind of forced Bungie to make changes. I don't know if any of that's true. I, I don't know how much of it was Activision, how much of it was Bungie. It's just it's fun to talk about these things. It's fun to speculate on this kind of stuff. But uh, no, I'm excited. I I think it I think it'll be an overall good thing. I'm I'm gearing up for less content though. 
which is good. I can play my black my my uh, my backlog. More? What do you got? <sighs> I don't. I don't want to say I don't like it. I just think that we're not going to get content, just as Jinx said. It's going to be prolonged or delayed because there's no pressure. And with that, the only realistic, logical explanation for that to me is the content has, has got to be outstanding. If you're not going to be dropping as much content, there's no pressure. You're going to say that you're making everything perfect. The content better be perfect. It better be taken king. It better be all of that. It better, you know, it, to me, the only thing we can do is wait and see, but I'm not sold because, you know, they signed a 10-year commitment when they signed on with um, Bungie and Activision. And mm-hmm. we, how far are we into this now? You know, that's that's interesting that you bring that up, that 10-year thing. I was thinking about that the other day when they were, you know, when this news was, was new, and I'm wondering if the stuff that's going on with Activision, I don't know if you guys heard about some of the the foul play that, that might be happening, that's speculated to be happening over to Activision. I'm wondering if somehow Activision didn't hold up their end of the bargain. That's... It's, Completely speculation, but it well, we'll never know. Kind of interesting. We, we know, we don't know. Right, but they had this ten-year plan, and they had all these releases lined up, and all of a sudden, let's Activision be real. Just lets them keep the IP. You know, oh hey, no strings attached. Here's your IP. Uh... From from launch though, the ten year vision of wanting content dropped once a year, I think is what I read. I mean, they they didn't uphold that. You know, constant pressure from Bungie being, you know, always wanting new content, drop this, drop that. I mean, they never upheld that portion. So if what you're saying is true, it could make sense, you know, from the financial standpoint it makes sense. Uh, and the fact of why would Activision not want? You know, they they put in so much money. Did they get their return? Possibly. That's maybe why they're willing to just cut ties and part ways. But financial aspect of it is, it seems that they could gain so much more. So why would they want to cut ties? You know, I was talking to Jerry Herb about this, and he actually had some really good points. Um, he said that even though Destiny as a whole is a pretty successful game. Um, Activision may have willingly let go of it, thinking that it's it's about to be a dud and it's going to cost them more money to produce it and publish it mm, than it would be just to point. get rid of it. That's a that's he a also, fantastic he, point. He also made the point on the Bungie's as, uh, side aspect of it that when Bungie, if you remember back to Bungie, when they got picked up by Microsoft after Halo Three, they bailed. Um, on Microsoft, a three four three took over, um, but they didn't get to keep. They didn't get to keep um, the rights to Halo. They Microsoft kept the rights to Halo, and Halo is still a very popular game, and has been even though Bungie's gone. And so, uh, 
he made a point also that maybe Bungie learned their lesson from the Halo experience that in their contract they they put specifically in there, hey, if we ever part ways, we're keeping the IP. Yeah, and and I think he's right on that on that particular point. I would I would think that they'd want to protect their IP, and I think that was part of the original agreement. It's just weird that the ten year plan didn't happen. And it was expensive too. Like it was five hundred million dollars. I know that Activision gave to Bungie and said, "Hey, produce a game. I want you to produce like I think the the contract was we want you to produce a game every two years uh, for ten years." I mean, there were supposed to be okay. yearly content drops though as well, and there there were there were yearly from content what I read. Drops. Yeah, but like Crimson Doubles isn't a contract, you know, content drop. That's an no, event. They released a major DLC every year, every fall. They released it, the anniversary of, of when Destiny 1 came out. Mm. And they're doing the same thing with Destiny 2. Um, but who knows what they're going to do now. So, Is it just that we had so much like expectation after you know, the Taken King and... I don't remember the expansion or the content after the Taken King. I, I think it was still very good. Rise of um, Iron. Rise of Iron. So what was before Taken King? Yeah. So it was um, Destiny Vanilla, the Taken King, and then um, Rise of Iron. Well, no, there okay. was the small. Where were the three the major ratings. content drops? So well, that's not true because the Dark Below. Dark Below was, was good. Came with the raid. Crota. And yeah, House that's of what Wolves. I'm getting at. We had Crota yeah, and Oryx, those two. Mediocre. You know, having the Crota and the Oryx situations were like back-to-back great content, and they tied into each other. House of right. Wolves was okay. Rise of Iron was okay. Um, they were, honestly, Rise of Iron is probably better than... Rise of Iron or House of Wolves is better than whatever content dropped or we had to go to mercury to the lighthouse whatever oh, that portion oh of the gosh. content is yeah curse of Osiris. any curse of osiris everything and everything and anything is better than curse of osiris crimson doubles is better than curse of osiris just the <laughs> random showing up of iron banner is better than the curse of osiris I would rather I would rather go sparrow racing than play anything that has to do with the curse of I don't want to go to Mercury ever. Ever. I would rather go race my sparrow in, you know, SRL than play that garbage. I'd want to go to Mercury if I could race my sparrow around that map, even though it's tiny. Hey, you can't ride your sparrow there though. My goodness. Yeah, the Curse of Osiris was a big flop. I don't, I don't know what happened there. I don't know where I was reading this also, and so maybe, like maybe Curse of Osiris wouldn't have been bad if this scenario is true. But I have heard that when Bungie was creating these games, they made this whole game, realized that it took, it realized whatever, and then cut off chunks of it and used those as mini DLCs. I wonder. If Curse of Osiris as a DLC sucks, but as part of the whole game, and it's just something we knew from the beginning, would suck as bad because it's not something. It's not like we lost something because we got this quote-unquote DLC, which ended up being a big heaving pile of crap. <laughs> it's it's just it's just so painful. It's, it's interesting. There's lots of theories about 
Destiny One and how it got chopped up and all that. And I love, I love, I love kind of reliving those uh, YouTube videos and commentators every now and then on why, um, why it happened. It's it's interesting to me. If I could just bend Joseph Staten's ear for like an hour or two and pick his brain, but I'm sure he had to sign non-disclosure agreements, you know. I think I think you know in the upcoming years. <laughs> go ahead, oh, go ahead. I want I no, I interrupted. I'm pretty. Interrupted, I'm please. pretty. I'm pretty sure. I want to answer your question because I'm, I'm witty. I'm pretty sure it went downhill when they signed a five hundred million dollar contract with Activision. <laughs> I think that was the beginning of the end. The game went downhill, in my opinion, when they got rid of one key contributor, one key factor. The X Factor. This is my last comment about this oh, whole no. thing. When this one thing left, when this one portion was you know was gone, the game was done. I'm gonna actually play it, so hold on one second. Grab everything that isn't bolted down. I'll keep an eye out for Fallen. Place <laughs> is amazing. Oh. To overstate it. But the survival of humanity sort of depends on us. Is there anything? That's when the game went downhill. When is there anything to get rid more? Peter Dinklage. Is, when Dinklebot is there left. Any, oh, the game. Is there the anything game... more rewarding than hearing his voice? Because this is this is the epitome of the game change. You would be sitting on the moon and you would hear this. We've awoken the hive. And then not three weeks later when Dinklage was gone, we heard this. Oh, we, whoa, we've awoken the hive. Like, what just happened to my manly ghost? <laughs> yeah, it, it... Oh, not we that lost Dinklebot. Bad, but like, oh my gosh. I understand how to put his spin on things. Oh, I really like Nolan North. Don't get me wrong. I like Nolan North, but I miss Dinklebot. I I want to hear more of that wizard came from the moon in his sweet, sweet, sultry pipes. Oh, Dinklebot left, I miss Dinklebot. our guardian stopped talking, and the world went to crap, and the tower blew up, and the game went with it. Dinklebot would have protected us. We'll have to agree to disagree on most of that, but that's fine. <laughs> I, I understand where you guys are coming from. Um, I will say that it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I think that whatever was the current relationship with Activision and Bungie, we'll know a lot more in the coming years. Because I don't think we're going to see a Destiny game for another year or two. I think we might hear of something in uh, at E3. Um, but that's that's yet to be determined. Um, so yeah, I think one of two things will happen. We'll either see a really great Destiny game come out in which we'll solidify our thoughts that Activision was just over-pressuring Bungie. Or we're gonna see this like crappy game that doesn't have you know awesome resources in order to publish it, and realize that Activision was doing Bungie a favor. Because this will be, I mean, the next Destiny title will be Bungie's first self-published game, I believe. Triple A mm. game, I should say, like huge game. Um, so yeah, I I think we're gonna see a lot in the coming months. What I don't think we're gonna see at E3, and this has been confirmed on multiple sources 
is anything to do with with uh, Sony or PlayStation, as they have opted out from yeah, E3 this year. Not happening. <laughs> Which blows my mind. I thought E3 was like the epitome of of you know entertainment and gaming. Like if you wanted to be anybody, you would be at that. And PlayStation's <laughs> like, yeah, we're not gonna do it. Independent days dedicated to one vendor. The only thing I can say, Apple did this. Apple is a prime example. Now, I don't know what day Apple Day is when they make their announcements every year, but they're like, listen, we're not going. We're not going to these places anymore. We don't want no one else stealing our thunder where, you know, the highlight of the show was this. You know, we might have it, we might not, but someone's going to come in and try to make an announcement before us and after us. So Sony, maybe, you know, taking that, that step that, you know, Apple did, I'm not gonna go to E3. I don't need to go to E3. We're gonna have Sony Day. We're gonna have, you know, we're gonna announce PS5s, new whatever, you know, more exclusive games. Have our own day. That way, we instead of having to split the attention across the board, we'll have our own show, and everyone will tune in because they want to see clips of The Last of Us too. They want to see whatever new game we're bringing out exclusively to the platform. They want to see specs about the PS5. Um, they want to see Sony, so why not have just Sony Day? I makes sense. I, I think it makes sense. You know. Yeah, it could be a good marketing strategy to. I mean, because you're you're right. I mean, as far as focused attention, I mean, at E3 we're we're such consumers of everything that we're all yeah. over the place. But if it's just Sony show, that's all we can pay attention to. Like they're gonna just they're gonna eat it up. There's going to be, you know, it's not going to be 50% of the people tuning in or waiting for Xbox games and 50% for PlayStation. It's going to be 100% of the people tuning in are there for one purpose, and that's to see what PlayStation is bringing on the table. Even, you know, we're Xbox guys. Still going to try to check on it and see what, well, what's PlayStation doing? Did they get more, you know, heck, this is all about Destiny today. Did they get more exclusive Destiny content? So just, just watching and seeing what they're doing. That's my opinion. It's a marketing strategy that says, why share it when we can have our own, all the coverage, all everything focused in on us. No one else's name is even going to be uttered. Yeah. It, I think it's definitely a market uh, marketing ploy, so I'll be interested to see how it plays out for them. Well, guys... Yeah. I think it's been I think it's been fun. We've chatted for a good amount of time. I think we should wrap it up. Do you guys have any last thoughts you want to add? I'm done. That's it for me. Uh, I've said it all. They've said it all, and yet they've said nothing. It's it's a beautiful thing. It's a good way to end the show. <laughs> guys, we appreciate you coming out and listening. Um, if you want us to record on any different type of game that we're not talking about currently, let us know down in the comments. Oh, man. Give us a subscription, follow us, so you can stay up to date on all the current drops that are coming. There's one more stat. There's one more thing I want you to throw out, and it's just a stat that you can Google on your phone. So look at this. I'm going to have to edit this now. I'm going to have to edit this now. It's okay, though, but can you tell me me what quarterback has the most Super Bowl victories in modern (laughs) era time frame? (laughs) If you can can tell me that one thing, I'll be okay. I just need to know that. Um, on the record, because stats don't lie. Uh, hips don't lie. I'm pretty sure that's what Shakira said. Um, My fake all, hip does lie all the time. 
all I could say, all I could say is this about what you're trying to get me to say, and I don't want to incriminate myself. Uh, but I, I have enough respect to say congratulations to the New England Patriots on their sixth oh, championship yeah. Super Bowl. No one cares about the Patriots. There we go. All we care is about is Tom Brady is going for all <laughs> ten fingers. Kiss the rings. Oh, my gosh. It pains me to hear this. It'll be the Rams next year. <laughs> They're done. <laughs> Free agency is going to take a toll on that team. Oh, gosh. Yep. Catch, catch our other podcast where we talk about nothing but sports. It'll be fun. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, keep an ear out for us. We'll be coming every week. We'll catch you guys later.